Snap, le mette il piede, distancia direzione, le dio il poste, no, fallo, oh, signor, no, signor, no, signor, no, signor, no, signor, no, signor, Everything's better in Spanish. The last part, singing Chicago. <laughs> oh, I feel for you Bears fans, I do, but that is hilarious. Welcome to TSN Four Downs. NFL Divisional Round Playoffs Edition here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN Four Downs. Boy, do we got a big show for you today, folks. Oh, I got a good one for you. First of all... In about a half hour, NFL Network and Fox Sports NFL analyst Brian Baldinger stops by Baldy himself. This guy breaks down films like no other. We'll be going in-depth in quarterbacks. The remaining QBs for this weekend's games and also take a look back at the rookie class. Brian Baldinger, such a good analyst. The X's and O's to a T. You're not going to want to miss that. And in about 15 minutes, it'll be Mitchell Renz, our good buddy from Chat Sports, to talk about some sports betting odds and a fantasy look into this weekend. We're going to be going over my sleeper picks, some prop bets of our own, our big game picks for all four matchups. We're going to be breaking down everything in detail and got a couple Twitter polls for you as well that we'll break down in regards to the new coaching hires coming up. And who's your upset favorite? If you had to put a paycheck, if you got a house, if you had to put a mortgage payment on it, which underdog would you go with? So we'll get to the poll questions in just a little bit. But first of all, hey, you know what? There there's, is so much to get to. Let's go to three and out and start it up. First down. And by the way, folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Check out this deal. How about this for the weekend? Okay, unlimited two-topping medium pizzas for just seven ninety-nine each. You have to order a minimum of two. But if you've got a big party, if you're watching the game, you have people over for whatever, unlimited two-topping medium pizzas, just seven ninety-nine each. Perfect football food, delicious fresh toppings. Check it all out at dominoes.ca. Making the three-and-out list for a second straight week, it's the drama queen himself and the dysfunctional Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown. Now, team president Art Rooney II came out and said they will not release Brown, but he expects him to not be on the roster next season. So should Brown be dealt for the problems, his insubordination that he's caused in that Pittsburgh locker room, and for leaving his team at halftime in Week 17, it just keeps mounting. Should he be traded? Well, ESPN Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman discuss. So are you trying to win or not? Figure it out. I'm not trying to absolve Antonio Brown from anything. I'm simply saying Big Ben Roethlisberger is getting a pass on all of this. He's been at the core of some of these problems as well. He hasn't been an angel in all of this. You don't sit up there and go against, I forgot whether it was Denver or whomever. Now, we should have thrown every pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. Really? With Antonio Brown on the field? How do you think that he's going to absorb that when he's been balling with you for the last several well, years? I don't like what A.B. has done to Mike Tom. I got a problem with that. But in the same breath, let me be very clear. This man is an elite talent. And if you ain't playing, you coaching and you running an organization. If everybody's got to be quiet, boys, and you get to hug them and sing Kumbaya with them, what the hell are you so, are you supposed to be doing? You got work look, it out. Look, That's all I'm saying. Work it out. If there was another quarterback on the roster who is clearly a legitimate franchise quarterback, then maybe you do move on from Big Ben if he's causing problems. They don't have that. You know what they do have, though? They have Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, 
Let me start by saying Antonio Brown is not only maybe the best receiver in football right now. He's clearly one of the best who ever lived. He has put up more. He has put up the most consistently great numbers year in and year out over the longest span since Jerry Rice. He is doing ridiculous things. And like Jerry Rice, they're more talented guys. But he works. He's outworking everybody. And he's also clutch under pressure the whole thing. Here's the thing. Number one, Juju Smith-Schuster is a legit number one. The eyeball test tells me that. It's not just because he's playing on the opposite side of Antonio Brown. So you have another number one. And in a league with a hard cap, redundancy sometimes, especially if that guy's now a problem, you don't need it. Two, you're going to get a first-round pick back for Antonio Brown. That is a high upside talent, low cost, because you'll be on a rookie contract pick. Again, it affects the salary cap, which you need to redistribute to, you know, you have to distribute your resources wisely in the NFL hard cap. Three, um, well, that was the Kaplan point. And finally, it's addition by subtraction. If it's really a problem in the locker room, if coaches there stay off social media and you're putting that on social media and things have gotten worse since then, you sometimes got to move on. I think we're there with the Steelers. I love this as a Browns fan, folks. Love it. Yes, implode Steelers, please. But from a, an objective standpoint, I cite more with Stephen A. Smith here because Juju Smith-Schuster has benefited greatly from the attention put by defenses on Antonio Brown. Is he a true number one? Yes, but not to Brown's level. And the amount of impactful first-round draft pick receivers has been non-existent since, what, Mike Evans went to Tampa Bay? Like, how many first-round wide receivers have come in and been studs in recent years? Last one I can think of is Mike Evans. So even if you get a first-round pick for Antonio Brown, you're not getting an Antonio Brown in the draft. You don't just find rock star receivers. Let's move on. Second down. Well, ESPN's Teddy Bruschi and Darren Woodson uh, went over some of their picks for this weekend and a matchup that we'll get more into later on the show. This is going to be fascinating. The defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Foles' magic versus the hosting New Orleans Saints, who are the best team on paper and talent-wise in football. Who do you like, Brewski and Woodson? It's divisional playoff football time. Sean Payton brought in over 200, 200 Gs in yes. cash, showed the whole team with the Super Bowl trophy, said, win me three games, this is what we get. Does it work? Who's going to win this one? The most complete team in the tournament, the New Orleans Saints. They've been rested. They're ready to play. Sean Payton is encouraging to get these guys ready to get ready, making it a visual. Hey, here's the money. Here's the trophy. This is what we have to do. That two-headed monster. That running game will get going this week. I like this team to put up big numbers big against numbers. the Philadelphia Eagles football team, especially a Philadelphia Eagles secondary that continues to give up the big plays. They'll give up big plays this week. Michael Thomas, a big game. Yeah, Nick Foles, man, you got to give him credit yeah, for what he's to, done. Man. I mean, yes. once again, the people in Philadelphia are doubting who's their starter in the future. Is it Nick Foles? Is it Carson Wentz? By the way, Nick Foles is an Arizona Wildcat. That's where I went to college. Good job, Nick. Keep it going. <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to keep it going, so I'm conflicted right here. What you just said, Darren, was key. The secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll give you two words. Double moves. moves Double yes. moves. Susceptible to those. I think the receivers will have a big day for the Saints. I, too, agree with you. The strongest team left into the tur- in the tournament. Me and Darren both thinking, who that? Bruschi and Woodson go Saints. We will get into our complete picks. Game-by-game game breakdowns in the final segment after NFL Network's Brian Baldinger joins me. So I'll save my pick until then. Let's go. 
third down. And on ESPN's first take, Max Kellerman explains why he feels Tom Brady is the quarterback. He would want the least, the least out of the remaining QB in these playoffs. I think this is a fascinating discussion because if you look down at these matchups, you got Luck, you got Mahomes, you got Prescott, Goff, Rivers, Brady, of course, and then Foles and Breeze. And you want Tom Brady the least? Well, Max Kellerman explains. They need more from Tom Brady at the precise moment where he's incapable of doing that. Now, you look at the Denver Broncos when they won with Peyton Manning. They won the whole thing with a quarterback who had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions that season and wasn't good. But he was a smart, like a brilliant, game-managing veteran quarterback, one of the all-time greats who didn't have it anymore, and they still won the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady's clearly better than Peyton Manning was then, and Tom Brady's always been a way better pressure player than Peyton Manning. But they were able to win that Super Bowl, not because of Peyton Manning, but because Peyton Manning didn't get in the way of them winning the Super Bowl. The defense won it for them. That's not this Patriots defense. That's not this Patriots team. The Patriots are asking Tom Brady to do less than ever before because that's what he's capable of doing at this point in his career. To everyone who said, Max, you were wrong about the cliff and da-da-da, is he an elite quarterback right now? Has he been this season? The answer is no. Really? Wait, is, where does he rank in the AFC? I'd say dead last among AFC quarterbacks yes. left in the playoffs. Here's the, Max, do you trust him in clutch time in a playoff I do. game to make a game-winning throw? So that do. doesn't matter. I do in the big moment, but you got to get to the big moment, and they're asking everyone else to carry Teddy's them there. Here. I'll hold deal on, with you on, on that on. later. Tom Brady is doing less, according to, there's a great article on Bleacher Report that goes into this. All the numbers are down for Tom Brady, not just on third down all across the board, but in terms of the dinking and dunking passing, the, the yardage is shorter than ever. And he's not throwing into tight windows, by the way. Guys are wide open. So not only does he not have the offensive weapons he used to have, not only is the defense slower than it used to be, he's capable of much less, and I'll say this, of the remaining quarterbacks in the, in the AFC, he is dead last. I'd rather have Phillip Rivers, I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes, I'd rather have Andrew Luck right now than Tom Brady. Wow. Max Kellerman, ESPN. You're telling me you'd rather have Dak Prescott? You'd rather have Jared Goff with the slide he's had since the team's bye week? I don't know. I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick love this talk. Oh, man. how It is so hard to make a five-time Super Bowl champ an underdog. They love it. You know Uncle Bill is popping this up. In that locker room saying, nobody thinks you can do it. They think you're done. They think it's over. <sighs> if, if I'm Phil Rivers in the charge, I'm like, shut up. Yes, come on, no. I'll use a famous Nature Boy Ric Flair quote here. To be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. And Phil Rivers, you're 0-7 versus the man. All right, let's punch to the poll question. we got double dip here. At TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Our Domino's Pizza show poll. Number one, which newly hired NFL head coach will have the most success next season? Which NFL head coach newly hired will have the most success next season? Is it Freddie Kitchens and the Cleveland Browns? Adam Gase and the New York Jets? Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers? Or Bruce Arians out of retirement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You can vote at AndyMC81 at TSN for Downs. My vote... It goes to Freddie Kitchens and the Browns. And yet, not just because I'm a Browns fan. It's because out of this group, and really, out of all the hires so far, you got to look at who has the most talent, the most... It's all the pieces around. You can have the best head coach in the world. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have pieces around that quarterback. You're not going to do a whole lot. 
Uh, example, look at Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy got fired. Lafleur would be second here. And Gase with the Jets because he has had success with, with some quarterbacks in the past. Um, and I think there's compelling arguments for all these guys. Bruce Arians, Jameis Winston was in Bruce Arians and his associates' camps, quarterback camps for years. They know Arians is going to be able to get the best out of Jameis Winston. But I still think the best quarterback in this group is Baker Mayfield. The Browns have the most salary cap space to add additions, and they got a lot of draft capital. So I'll say Freddie Kitchens and the Browns will have the best season out of this group next year. Let's go behind the glass, get our producer's vote here, uh, starting with uh, Sean Lavery. Shawnee, how are you voting? I'm going to vote with uh, Bruce Arians here in the Bucks. All he has to do is get a hold of Jameis Winston off the field and on the field. If he can control Jameis, I think he'll find some decent success. The Bucks have individual talent on both sides of the ball outside of Winston. And of course, Arians probably has the most experience out of this group and, yep. and the repertoire, right? So That is true. Uh, I'm going to vote for Arians. Well, really, as far as a head coach experience, he's got yeah the most out of him and, and Gase and just being in, in the league. And that Offense is prolific. Let's go to Arad, our technical producer. Arad, who are you voting for? I fully agree with Sean. I go with Arians, but I'm going to go off the board. Vic off Fangio. Board. Fangio. Denver Broncos. Wow. Look what he did with Khalil Mack. Yep. He's going to have Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb next year. Yep. If they can get a decent offensive coordinator, I still believe in Case Keenum. You do? I, I believe in the running game. I believe in Philip Lindsay, and I believe good. Keenum can do enough to keep that team afloat while the defense do their thing. So, Arad going off the board with Fangio. A vote for Fangio. I like that, just saying that name. It's kind of fun. You can vote, and hey, if you want to go off the board, like Arad, you can do so at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. Here's our second poll, but we'll get into that in the final section when we make, a final segment when we make our game picks. But the other poll you can vote on, which of these road teams would you put a paycheck on, a mortgage payment on to win this weekend? Which underdog, which road team would you put it on? LA Chargers, the Colts, the Cowboys, or the Eagles? Which road team do you think has the best shot at winning? You can vote at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. We will step aside. We'll talk some sports prop bets. We'll talk some betting lines for this weekend. A little fantasy talk as well with Mitchell Renz from Chat Sports. That's next on TSN4Downs. If you're hungry, check out this great deal from Domino's. Unlimited two-topping medium pizzas for just $7.99 each. That's right, as many pizzas as you want with a minimum purchase of two pizzas. So stock up, dig in, and feed that hunger with unlimited two-topping medium pizzas. Perfect for the big game, a busy night with the family, or just because. Order online today at dominoes.ca and add on some great side dishes and dessert. That's dominoes.ca. Welcome back, TSN Four Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1050, or TSN 1150 Hamilton, I should say. On Twitter, at TSN Four Downs, at AndyMC81. We're delivered by Domino's, folks. Go get yourself unlimited medium two-topping pizzas, $7.99. You can get as many as you want. Okay, you can get as long as you buy two online at dominoes.say, you can get uh, 10, 20, 30, whatever amount of medium two topping pizzas you want from dominoes.say. Perfect football food for the big games this weekend. All four games coming at you. Can't wait for those. 
And you can vote on our Twitter polls as well, at AndyMC81, at TSN4Downs. Which newly hired NFL head coach will have the most success next season? And which road team would you bet a paycheck on to win this either Saturday or Sunday? Very excited for our next guest. Chatted with him a little bit earlier from the NFL Network and Fox Sports, Brian Baldinger. Here we go. Brian, let's start with Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts and the comeback season that he and really that whole that whole team has had. And you tweeted out from at Baldy NFL that Andrew Luck, out of the quarterbacks in this, this playoffs, has been sacked the least times. And if we were to look back a couple years ago, that would have seemed like a ridiculous statement with how bad that offensive line was and lack of a running game. Boy, it seems like the Colts have finally figured out how to protect their franchise quarterback. Yeah, well, it took you know it took Andrew Luck uh, to have some severe injuries, including you know a lacerated spleen and oh. you know reconstructed shoulder and the whole thing. And you know, I, I just remember getting reports out of uh, Indianapolis as as late as July that Andrew Luck was so thrilled that he could throw a Nerf football, you know, wow. and, and you know, it, I mean, that's where he was. And and I thought, okay, well, we watched him go preseason, and you know, he didn't really throw the ball down the field much, but. He could move pretty good. He found the open receiver, but you didn't think he'd ever return to form. And then not just to return to form, but uh, to have the best season he's ever had, uh, to be sacked 18 times, you know, about once every 40 dropbacks right now. I mean, it's just been a phenomenal year. And, look, I, you got to give him credit. I mean, they spent the sixth pick in the draft on Quentin Nelson, mm-hmm. and he's the best lineman I've seen come in the, into the NFL in a long, long time. And he made a lot of other people around him a lot better. So they did figure it out, and it's really paid off dividends. And what do you make of this Colts-Chiefs matchup? Because the way that Colts defense is playing, Baldy, I'm telling you, it just seems like something with that that mystical history of the Chiefs doing poorly at home in the playoffs, that this could be ripe for an upset. How do you feel about this matchup as a whole? Well, I love the matchup. I mean, look, first of all, uh, you know, if you want to bring back recent history with the Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't quarterback any of those teams. He's the best quarterback. Kansas City's ever had. So, I mean, it's a different year. But, you know, the Colts shut out the uh, the Dallas Cowboys when they had won five in a row, uh, 21 to nothing. They shut down the Houston Texans twice in, in the span of three weeks, um, just shut them down. And so when you watch them, I mean, it's uh, it's really a credit to Matt Eberflus, the, the defensive coordinator. But, you know, you better start studying the roster, you know, and, you know, get to know who Danico Autry is and Marcus Hunt and Andrew Walker, and, you know, I mean, they have a lot of really good players, and they play really well together. And so they are – they're going to be – they'll be a challenge. They have gone on the road and played really well, uh, not just last week, but in recent weeks. So I don't know that going to Arrowhead is going to be that much more of a problem for them. In conversation with Brian Baldinger of the NFL Network, Fox Sports, Compass Media on Twitter, at NFL and – at the hashtag Baldy's Breakdowns. And folks, if you have not seen the film breakdowns on Twitter and NFL Network by Brian, you got to check it out. It's phenomenal. And uh, Brian, earlier in the year, and I want to get kind of a, a recap from you, a feel on this rookie quarterback class coming out. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. When you look at that group, um, Listen, it's no secret I'm a Browns fan and a Baker Mayfield enthusiast like yourself. Take me through a couple of these guys, beginning with Baker, about what you saw on film and really how he developed under Freddie Kitchens the more that season went on. Well, I was a big Baker fan 
going into the draft. I've been around him. I've done some Oklahoma games. I was with him at, a, at an award show last year. And what people didn't really understand about Baker, maybe they do now, is you know he wasn't highly recruited at a high school in Austin, Texas. He had one offer from Stephen F. Austin. He walked on at Texas Tech and won the job and won his first six starts and realized he could play at that level. And when things didn't work out with him and Cliff Kingsbury, he, he walked on in Oklahoma, paid his tuition to go there hmm. and earned a scholarship and, you know, got his team to the Final Four twice, won the highs. So he was a self-made guy, self-started. Nobody ever handed him anything. But the thing that always amazed me about him and did throughout the season was his uh, uncanny deep ball accuracy. I mean, it takes most quarterbacks a long time to get a feel for throwing the ball deep down the field. He had it from the, from the get-go, and they didn't let him compete for the job, which was a mistake on Cleveland's part. But once he got it and they made the change and they, they d- decided that protecting Baker was the most important thing, they became a really good football team. And Baker became, you know, a hot, a hot story, and he had his team in contention every week. He was the star of the rookie class. Um, Lamar Jackson, look, to see what he did, to see them win six of his last seven starts like he did, to get him to, in the playoffs to win the AFC North like he did, it was phenomenal. And even all the way until the final drive against the Chargers in the playoffs, regardless of how bad it looked, he had them in contention to the final, final 50 seconds of the game right. with a chance to win it, down six. So he has incredible playmaking ability. They're building around him. This will not be Joe Flacco's team. It is Lamar's team. And it's up to the Ravens right now to, to work with him on uh, his passing, on reading defenses, and all those other things. Um, look, Sam Darnold, I think, forget about stats. Sam Darnold is, is just fine. Yeah, um, I'm with you. He, he, he knows how to throw it. He knows how to read defense. He's quick with his uh, going through his progressions. He's going to be fine. Josh Rosen. I mean, that's why they drafted, uh, they, they hired Cliff to really work with them and develop them. And so it, it was a really good class. And, I, and Josh Allen is just got everything that everybody said about him in spades. I mean, he has athletic ability, he has arm talent, he has competitive fire. They won a lot more games than they thought they could win. I thought it was a really good rookie class. Yeah. And for, for Josh Allen, too, out of Buffalo. I think the key for them has to be put some weapons around him, right? Like, oh. th- you can only do so much as a court. Put some weapons around the guy because you said it, Brian, that the, the, the talent, what he was able to do with really himself as the main weapon there was phenomenal. So I think his upside could be really high in Buffalo if they can get him some, some weapons out there. Well, that's the formula, though. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did with Carson Wentz in Philly, and that's yeah. what they did in Los Angeles with Jared Goff. I mean, once you establish and you find the guy. Now just go, never stop building around them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not just tight ends and receivers and backs. I mean, that's offensive linemen and offensive tackles. And I think if you start, if you start with that phase of the development of the Buffalo Bills, I think everybody in the NFL and everybody in Western New York and Canada are going to gravitate towards this guy and what he can be. Yeah, he can be he can be something special there. In conversation with Brian Baldinger of the NFL Network and Fox Sports on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Let's get back to the playoff matchups here, Baldy. And you look at Nick Foles, Eagles versus the Saints. And is there? I've struggled to really put any sort of true reason as to why Nick Foles is able to do what he does. Like, is it just that 
him and Doug Peterson have a, a better chemistry when it comes to play calling? Like, why is he able to do this? And why, really, because of this, do they have a real shot against the Saints down in New Orleans this weekend? Well, I don't really think it's a mystery, to be honest with you, Andy. I mean, when I, when, and it's not, uh, you know, Doug Peterson. I mean, uh, they, they, they have a, a good kinship. No, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Nick just throws the ball right now with incredible accuracy and anticipation. Mm-hmm. Everything that you, that you hear about what good quarterbacks have to have, he has. And it's every type of throw. I mean, a throw in the middle of the field the Golden Tate, you know, where you're throwing it right into a shark cage. And Golden Tate is tough enough to go take the hit and catch the ball. It's the game winner to Golden Tate, you know, down in the goal line where he changes the play. And he puts it in the only spot he could put it for Golden Tate to catch it and score. Um, it's the jump balls to Alshon Jeffrey where there's just a complete trust factor that he's going to play low post basketball with the ball in the air and, and bring it down. Now, along with all those attributes that Nick has, the right tackle, Lane Johnson, got healthy. And he's right. playing at an all-star level he did on Sunday. I mean, Darren Sproles is back healthy, and he makes a difference these last four weeks. And, you know, the trade for Golden Tate has now, you know, established itself as it was a good trade. And so on and on and on, all these things. And he's been excellent on third down these last four weeks. I mean, um, they would be the number two team in the league at completing 48% of the third down opportunities um, in the league over the course of the season had Nick been able to stay in there all year. So all these things have contributed to what looks like some magical success. Is there, and you you hear the argument, okay, if if Nick Foles does this or that this postseason, you get rid of Carson Wentz. I think perfect world, the Eagles would want to keep both of them, but of course salary cap issues here and there. What do you think happens this offseason, no matter how Sunday goes at the quarterback position? Well, Carson Wentz is their quarterback. Um, they they are gonna they believe in Carson. He's been an incredible leader. A little snake bit on some injuries, uh, but it, unless Nick Foles not only wins this game but takes them to another Super Bowl, win or lose, then I think they would have that conversation. But right now, I don't believe that's the conversation in Philadelphia. Uh, within the walls of the organization itself, um, they love Nick. They they traded for him to get him back here last mm-hmm. year. They love the fact that he brought in their own Super Bowl and he was the MVP of the game. They love all of that about him. Um, but they will, they will not move on from Carson unless Nick just has another magical run. And then, yeah, then he wouldn't really give you a choice. Uh, Brian, we could talk all day, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime, Andy. Enjoy the games this weekend. Back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. Go grab yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Check out the boneless chicken, pasta, side dishes, marbled cookie brownie for dessert, all the terrific carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. You can vote on our poll question at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81, including which newly hired NFL head coach will have the most success this season? Freddie Kitchens of the Browns, Adam Gates of the Jets, Matt LaFleur of the Packers, or Bruce Arians of the Bucks. 48% say Freddie Kitchens of the Browns. I gotta say this. The oddest hire to me was the Arizona Cardinals' Cliff Kingsbury, who had a losing record at Texas Tech. He, he is friends with Sean McVay. 
apparently in the NFL, if you're boys with Sean McVay, you looked at him for more than two minutes, you get a job. An embarrassment of a hire, I think, for the Cardinals. And we'll, we'll look at that. Kingsbury, man, it's tough enough for good college head coaches to make the jump. Losing record at Texas Tech? Come on, man. Come on. But you can vote at TSN 4 Downs. And now we get to... Uh, we'll get to our game picks in a moment, but I, I want to talk to you guys, uh, to Sean and Arad here. I came across this site, monkeyknifefight.com. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but it's it's new in Canada. It's been around in the States, but it's new in Canada. Monkeyknifefight.com. It's fantasy prop bets. So, like, you could do over-under Phil Rivers uh, 289.5 yards or Tom Brady 273. Or you can say, okay, which combo of three players get two out of three right are going to score the most touchdowns or the most receiving yards. So it's it's kind of interesting. Like if I'm looking at this, what do you guys think? Tom Brady, two hundred and seventy three and a half passing yards over under. What are you taking, Rod? Over, baby. Over for Tommy Terrific. I'm gonna say he has to. I mean if they're gonna gonna have to three hundred and three twenty one. Three twenty wow and setting his own line. I'm gonna take under for Tom. I think it's gonna be low scoring come down to a field goal. Uh Shawnee what are you taking for Phil Rivers? 289.5 over under. Ooh, 289's a high number. I'm going to yeah. take the under on that. I'm I just a, think the run game might be utilized a little more. I think so as well. And it's just, Phil, he's been like really consistent this year, but he hasn't had a lot of like close to 300-yard games. And I don't know if this one's going to come to a shootout. But you can check most rushing yards. You can get into challenges with your friends and, and make just a, a challenge. Okay, which three players are going to score the most touchdowns? Set your own line. Like, it's really cool. So check it out, monkeyknifefight.com. I'm going to dig into this over the next, uh, well, for today and tomorrow's games and get into it a bit more. But looks like a lot of fun, monkeyknifefight.com, fantasy prop bets. Let's get to the game picks here, folks. And you can vote at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. Which team do you think, which road team is going to pull off the upset? If you had to put your paycheck, a mortgage payment, on which road team is going to come away with the win, who are you most confident in? The Chargers, the Colts, the Cowboys, or the Eagles. We're going spread here. Uh, Shawnee, we did pretty good last week, didn't we? We did do pretty good last week. All three of us went 3-1. and one. Nice. Um, I was wrong on the Ravens game. Yourself and Arad were both wrong on the Colts game. Oh. Um, so we Combined, we, we all went 3-1. and one, so We're 9-3 and three in the playoffs so far this year. That's pretty good. But a lot of those lines were close. They're like two points or something. They were really much, right? really pick em games except for the Eagles. And it's almost the same case this week. Like, all the lines are relatively close. They're close. So, okay, let, let's go through these quick here. Colts, Chiefs. Chiefs at home. We know the history. Playoff at home. The last one, uh, Chief quarterback to lead them to a playoff home win was Joe Montana. But they haven't had this since Pat Mahomes. The Chiefs, five-point favorites. The Indianapolis Colts, that defense, Andrew Luck, hottest quarterback in football. I'm going to go Colts. I'm not just going to go Colts to cover. I'm going to go Colts to win. I think Andy Reid's lack of, of general playoff success, the regular season, we've seen that, that trend, that decline that he's so used to. I'm, I'm going to think Colts in the upset. All right? Same here. I'm picking the Colts. Plus five, first of all, that's too big of a line for a playoff game for me. Especially with such a hot team like the Colts. Yeah. Also the Mac attack, man. I feel like that rushing game will keep Patrick Mahomes Marlin on the sideline enough. Mac. And I'm with you, man. Back the Mac. I have the upset here. Man, Colts with the upset. Shawnee? Uh, I'm also with the Colts on the point spread. I don't know if they'll upset. It's tough. The, the snow conditions in Kansas City are, are making things a little different. Um, 
So I think the Colts are the most likely road team to win this week, and obviously, therefore, I'd be picking them on the point spread. And especially if it's snow, maybe the run game more of a factor. In that case, with, of course, Kareem Hunt long gone, I'd give the edge to the Colts. So that's the 435 Saturday game. Cowboys-Rams, Saturday nighter. The Rams. If we talked about this game, guys, two months ago, You'd laugh. It's like, of course the Rams. Rams, Rams by, by four, double digits. Yes, yeah. by two touchdowns, of course. But it isn't two months ago. It's now. And Jared Goff, since the bye week, and really that whole Rams team in offense, has start, started to slide. Now, you can say maybe they're coasting. They knew they were going to get in. The Cowboys have been in playoff mode. Rams by seven. I think the Rams still win at home. They're 7-1 and one at home. Cowboys are 3-5 and five on the road. This will be where the first game has a potential for a showcase between Luck and and Mahomes at quarterback, this is going to be a showcase of running backs. Zeke Elliott, he's going to get 30-plus touches. Todd Gurley, injury designation removed from his knee. He's going to be full tilt. That is a, going to be just a glorious battle of running backs. Uh, Cowboys cover here, guys. I'm not comfortable with the touchdown. I'm not comfortable with that. Arad? I'm with you, man. I don't remember the last time a team fell, you know what, backwards in the playoffs and actually had a good season. It's not yeah. about who's the better team. It's about who's the hotter team, and Cowboys are by far hotter. So, yeah, I'm picking them plus seven, and I think they're going to win the game out. Right? Think they're going to win the game? Wow. I'll just say Cowboys to cover. Rams pull it out. Shawnee? I don't know about an outright win, but I'm, I'm on the same page with you guys. I think it'll be a close game. The Cowboys will definitely keep it within a touchdown. Plus, Todd Gurley, it feels like we haven't seen him play a real NFL game in about a month or so. Gonna be um, fresh. And Zeke Elliott's Zeke Elliott's, uh, he had a great game last week, so he's on fire. What a stud. Cole Beasley, game-time decision, as Blake Jarwin, one of my DraftKings uh, playbook sleeper picks at tight end, a nice value buy if he's healthy. Let's get to the two Sunday night, or Sunday ones quick. 105 Chargers, Patriots, Phillip Rivers, 0-7 career against Tom Brady and the Patriots. This is a legacy maker, folks. Phil, if you want to be considered one of the greats, the all-time, you got to slay the dragon. Yeah, it's tough, but guess what? Great quarterbacks win tough Games, Rivers, Patriots, Brady, underdog. We talked about it earlier. Patriots by by four points. You know what? I want the Chargers because I think that would be such an interesting storyline for the rest of the AFC playoffs. I got to go Brady, man. How, how often have we doubted them, think it's the end, and they come back and spank the opponent? I want Rivers, but I'll take the Patriots. All right? Chargers plus four. I'm taking them. Ooh. I feel like the Pats will win like 35-32. Yeah. So the Pats will win, but I'm taking Chargers plus four because Phil Rivers and all his children will keep the game close. <laughs> keep it close. They might suit up. I don't know. Uh, Shawnee, Bill, what do you say? Bill Belichick said he doesn't really believe in home field advantage earlier this week, but I do, so I'll take the Patriots um, minus four. Yeah, Bill? Yeah, yeah. 19-3, um, by the way, at home, Bill. Yeah, uh, uh, Andy <laughs> McNamara here, TSN Radio. Uh, yeah, Foxborough is important in the playoffs. 440 game. Eagles-Saints. Again, one of these games where you'd think, all right, the Saints should wipe the floor. You got Nick Foles' voodoo, magic. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he's done it last year. I don't know how he's doing it this year with the worst team. Saints, eight-point favorites at home. They are rock stars in New Orleans in that dome. Is this the time that the the Foles' magic ends? I'm going to say Eagles cover. It is so close. It's a nail-biter, but the Saints pull it off to advance, and Nick Foles, the drama, goes away. I'll say Eagles. All right? I'm with you. I feel like the Saints will win by like seven or by like four. Eight's a big number. Eight's a big number. Eight's a big yeah. number. I'm on the Eagles, but the Saints will win. Especially with how hot they are. Shawnee? This is the only game that has blow-up potential to me, so I'm going to take the Saints minus the eight. Take the Saints minus eight. Okay, you can vote. 
for your pick at TSN Four Downs, which road team's going to win. And make sure you tune into the podcast. We'll post it on Twitter at AndyMC81, at TSN Four Downs, on iTunes at TSN1050.ca. Get the full Brian Baldinger NFL Network conversation about quarterbacks. Five extra minutes there. That'll do it, folks. For a ad for Sean, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN Four Downs. Enjoy the games, people.